Lord be my witness, gotta keep the devil off. Keep the devil off, gotta keep the devil off. Keep the devil off, can't worry about no snakes. But good though no riches, if six feet under, Lord be my witness, keep the devil off. I'm a bound on the south side of the moon. Put your boy did the beer from the bottom of the map to the top of the mountain, pipping them on the moon. I'm in the groove on the late night. I make move, move. It's a play right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. The podcast is back and we are live in your RSS free RSS feed. The break is over and we are here to deliver you the real unlike any other. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the roundtable brought to you by Late Night Jackson. I am your host, Eddie Wright, joined by the most famous unusual suspect sitting in the Chop Shop studios with me today. Brother Percy Donaldson. Yo. And Brother Rob Benson. Was happening. And as you always know, this podcast comes out on Friday. And if it's Friday like we know it is, it's lunchtime. Grab you that $5 box from Popeye's, the dope boy approved restaurant of choice. Make sure you get you a hmm. Miniana strawberry soda to wash that extra dry biscuit down with. Grab you a pocket rocket. Grab you a cup of ice. And uh, get ready to get back tuned in to the madness as we always like to. Uh, fellas, been a long time since we've been back in here, man. It's glad to see you guys back in here, man. I, I missed you, fellas. Showtime. Yeah, yeah, but first of all, <laughs> the $5 box is gone. It's, it's gone? Sure, yeah. I, I, I apologize for that false advertising. I was I was about to get upset because I was like, hold up, man. <laughs> I know I done passed like six pies, <laughs> and it hasn't been a line. At the drive-thru. Therefore, I know the $5 box, box is gone. gone. Gotcha. Well, the $5 box is off. Make sure you get you a decent, decently priced value meal and uh, enjoy. Let me tell you one thing I do have a problem with while we're on the food topic. This is <laughs> totally sidebar. Uh, if you eat artificial crab meat, I judge you. That shit is terrible. Man, that's what's up with it. Captain D's is, they have a lobster bisque. That they are advertising as a new menu item. And I'm a foodie. I like to try shit. So I pull up one day. Drive through. Yeah. Give me this, that, and the other. And uh, yeah. Let me try your crab bisque. Let's see if it's all y'all claim it to be for this $4 for a cup of this trash. That should have let you know right there. Look here, man. <laughs> I didn't. I, I I tried to give some. You know what? You right. I never should have dove off that cliff with a fast food restaurant. There you go. I, I never should have. But I'm crazy and I'm a foodie like that. And I like to try different things from fast food. Like when fucking Burger King did the fried macaroni balls. Like I was fucking, yes. I, I never pumped myself up enough to try Hey, man. I was all in line <laughs> for that shit. I'm all about the terrible food at that point in time. It was terrible. I, I but I loved it. But, man, the first scoop of that trash, and I threw it out the window with n- <laughs> with no discrimination, pure artificial crab meat. It was horrible. I can't remember the last time I actually ate Captain D's. Like, I eat pan trout, and that's about it. Your, your pan trout and grits uh, first thing Saturday morning? Pan trout and grits, either Saturday or Sunday morning. You got me really wanting to try that, too, man. <laughs> it, it sounds Once more and more doable every time you t- you say Once something about it. Once you tried, man, look, it's the original fish and grits before people... You Put know, shrimp got, in it? We got bougie and turned it to red fish and shrimp and all that shit. <laughs> Let me tell you another thing. Really? Shouts out to uh, the great team down there, Johnny T's Bistro and Blues, man. Um, shrimp and grits were phenomenal, but the 
they have what is called a crawfish sauce. Let me tell you something, son. Mm-hmm. Bottle it up <laughs> and sell it. Because I'm killing everybody who got a bottle to get some. Hey, man, that that trash was amazing. Hmm. Topped on my fit on my shrimp and grits. It, it is the best shrimp and grits I've had in a long time. And Table 100 held that title with me for a while. That crawfish sauce is to die for, man. It is very good. So, once again, shouts out to the amazing team over there, Chef and the gang. Y'all make a phenomenal crawfish sauce that I would literally put on you could put it on titrate and it probably tastes good. Hmm. And and I tell you I tell you what else too. Titrate. I tell you what else too. Uh in my family it originated with sardines and grits. What yeah. hey people sleep yeah. on sardines, man. Sardine grits and hot sauce. And, people people and, really sleep on it. And we graduated to pantry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hell of a graduation. Yeah, we graduated that was a hell of a graduation. Well, I think a lot of food food transitions happen like that. It started off on the lower end with the urban community and the and, and the other the other yeah. demographics that weren't able to afford the premium steaks. And then once people like, oh, well they like that, let us try it. Now all of a sudden it's fucking yeah, eighteen dollars shrimp. Like, I mean that's, before, that's crazy. before long before long chitlins will be on Fifth Avenue. And all this type of stuff. Because, right. You know, Hoghead South. Culture Vultures. Culture Vultures. Yeah. the vultures. south to the north. Just the scraps you left us, we we made a delicacy. And and they're going to follow suit. Yep. Pretty Very much. true. Oh, you know. But but that's I, not- I get to talking about food because food is a ministry to me. I you think know, it's a ministry my, for a lot of us, man. My mom, like, I hate to talk about, I hate to talk about, especially food gentrification. <laughs> That's what it D- is. Define that for us, please, food, for those who are listening. Food gentrification, like fish and grits and stuff like that, was something you had to eat. Table 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I see these people, and now, you know, collard greens and, and, and yams. Man. Stuff, well, stuff that you had to eat. Because, first of all, that's what you grew. Mm-hmm. And, second of all, you had food, to a certain extent, you know, our our ancestors had food independence or food freedom because mm. they grew most of their own food. True. And and as little as you had to go to Mr. Charlie's store and get credit or whatever you had to get, the better. Uh, the better. And we've lost that, of course. Like, we've lost pretty much everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and now you see these dishes coming back, but they have new faces behind them. <laughs> and and which is amazing to me that you know that these faces are even cooking to begin with, right? Because you weren't <laughs> like a couple a couple years ago. You weren't I, I, at least you you were the face of it. But you six six to eight years ago, it was hard to find collard greens on anybody's menu right. outside the urban community. Now. Everybody you got. find it almost everywhere. Everybody got, they got they got they got all these they got all these staples to our menu that we did out of necessity. Mm. Uh necessity breeds invention, one of my favorite quotes. Uh but they got all these staples. Like I see people do the Vardaman sweet potatoes up at the uh, What's that? uh what did we go the other week? Uh Georgia Blue. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you can serve a blue plate special and Put twelve, thirteen dollars on it, and it probably costs you ninety cents for everything but the meat. Everything, hmm. but. everything but the meat, and you know, cooking all that stuff. But 
it's a trip, you know, to see this gentrification of food. And that's something we don't really talk about. Like, I watch these barbecue shows and mm-hmm. and, these, and I'm watching these people. <laughs> and, and, and folk got sauces in uh, Walmart. Named mm, after them, man. And, I, and, it is. and, man, let me tell you something. What really pissed me off. What's and, that? And, and this, this is, uh, is going to be real funny. Uh, what's the name of the show? Uh, Bong Appetit. Oh, is oh, that on Vice? That's on Vice, yeah, right? That's on Vice. Yeah, so it's your favorite it's, network. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: it's a show, and it's about cooking, and everybody cooks, but they use like uh, they use like uh, t- products with marijuana or marijuana products in the food. Mm-hmm. And man, one episode they said they were. I was watching one day, and they said they were gonna do fried chicken. I'm like, wow! I'm saying DVR and everything. I'm getting ready to watch these folks do this special fried chicken. I'm like, okay. And then I know, I know that Vice knows to have a black chef fried oh, chicken. No. Nah. No, 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 no. I knew the episode was trash when I looked. Well, it wasn't really trash because they had the best substitute you can get for black fried chicken. What the and heck? I'll let y'all figure that out. But you know, if like we put in a chicken frying <laughs> contest as far as race goes, black folks at the top. Yeah, this is true. Now, fourth or fifth somewhere down there, you get to the colonel. <laughs> 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 hey, but second is like, what do we always, just just think, what do you always get the wings? Uh, at a like a at a, at a ethnic restaurant at a Chinese restaurant. Everybody oh yeah, gets wings. yeah. And so yeah, of course they had like an Asian people frying the chicken. I'm like, not one black. You can even have one black person to eat the damn chicken. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Like we are the kings of fried chicken. Like it's one of the biggest racial stereotypes that I actually admit to in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, and I like I, I was working at New Orleans, man. I had this uh, co-worker. Well, he wasn't a co-worker. He was a sub with me, and he always wanted to go buy lunch. And he would go buy this brother's chicken. Yeah. And he would just sit there. And he would just watch. He oh man, he would say it was good too, and he would eat it. But while he was eating, it, he was he watching watch me, it. like trying to make sure like he had the right <laughs> technique of eating fried chicken. Do, I'm doing this the right way. Yeah, I'm doing it the right way. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, trying to make. And so I quit. I quit eating lunch with him. Like, I quit. I was like, for real. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go back and get some. You felt like a lab rat. We would have money to, and he was like, yeah, I'm going back to Brother Chicken. I'm going to get some more Brother You want me to get some? Nah. I don't want no more Brother Chicken. I don't want to eat no fried chicken in front of you because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm going to get tacos, lasagna, something like that. Anything else Shepherd's but chicken. Pie. Uh, hey man, I yeah. fucks with the Shepherd's Pie, man. I know. I, I man, you got to have a good one. I make a pretty tough shepherd's pie. Yeah. I ain't never been a, like I ain't never been like uh, I don't know what's culturally appropriate like for to call like white cuisine besides mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> no, I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> like I know about Hassan Pfeffer. You yeah. <laughs> Austin Hey, this is really supposed to be a serious show because a lot of stuff is going on, but I just can't. It is. We just we just back just from a long yeah. run, man. We start off with a different foot. Man. I'm happy to, uh, to know y'all listening, man. I'm it is, man. I, 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 I will start off with a little bit of news that uh, a few people appreciate, and per- it's near and dear to Percy, Percy's heart. Congratulations to the Goo Wops. They yeah, got married. The, got married. the marriage is complete. It was televised. 
It was amazing. I recorded. I still ain't seen it. And, I, I haven't watched it either. Man. And again, for some, as we we kind of went back and forth in our chat amongst ourselves, you had a lot of urban America that had issue, and what y'all did like to describe it as was self hate. Oh yeah, and and that 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 kind of kind of steers me into the into the the question of we know it's there. But does it all? It, and, and we know it doesn't always take something of this magnitude to bring that out. But what does? What will it truly take to change that? Why do you hate yourself so much, demographic? Because a lot of people won't ask themselves that question, but they will get so emotional to the point where an event like that happens, and you'll see it all on their timeline how much they say they don't care, and you see that they truly do. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more of the background. Uh, the people, like, everybody knew Gucci was getting married, and a lot of people don't like the man in general, I guess. But a lot of people are very happy for the steps he's taking to make himself a better person, like all of us are trying to take. Right. Take happy people to be happy for people. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, it just seemed like people cannot see their blessing through seeing somebody else's blessing. I can. Like, if I see one of my friends doing good, I'm gonna push him, I'm gonna I'm gonna congratulate him, I'm gonna make sure he do the best he can. Because I want that not only do I want that same push from him, but I know that if you are a positive person doing positive things, encouraging positive things, then eventually those positive things will happen to you too. It's the law of attraction. Karma. It's karma. Hmm. The universe tends to go to tends to to favor those type of people. Now it might seem grim wherever you are in your situation right now, but try to be happy for people. And if you was expecting a Versace wedding or something like that on one of these people, no, nah, that's not Gucci. Gucci from the hood. I mean, he gonna make good it. Win, he gonna, baby. Yeah, he gonna he gonna you know he gonna spend his money. He gonna do what he know. And and people are like, oh, it was so tacky and all this. He gonna spend VH1 money. Yeah, that's what really happened. Once you get TV, yeah. yeah. But uh, people are like, oh, it was so tacky and all that. Oh man, that's well, it wasn't your wedding. That Maybe was a, that was the problem. That was a drop in the bug of VH1. They were like, yeah, yeah go ahead. Maybe and I remember two advertisers with that. I remember VH1 would even play a rap video. <laughs> man, and, what and to piggyback off this culture is so disingenuous and hypocritical. I really, really can't stand VH1, but. It's 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 that contrast though. I just said it on the podcast before. Yeah. I mean, they get to they get to. It ain't got so much to do with Gucci. Mm-mm. Ain't got nothing to do with uh, what's her name, Keisha. Mm-hmm. Ain't got nothing to do with now one of them holy matrimony to come up. It ain't got nothing to do with none of it. It got to do with the contrast of what's going on in that TV versus what's going on in their own personal life. Right. What happens when they get out the shower and look in the mirror, when they wake up in the morning and look in the mirror. They ain't happy, period. Not so, happy. I mean, they discussed it. Man, when you have to air your disdain for something you don't want to take part in, but I'm you disgusted. have to, yeah, you, you <laughs> when you have to verbally say that you're disgusted, mm-hmm. I mean, it, somebody should hold up a mirror to your face. Yeah. Mm. Period. Until you look at this period <laughs> especially especially when you when you you know and then it's so vitriolic I mean it's so hateful like and spiteful like you see straight through it and it's I mean it'll kill you and it'll eat you alive and I hate to see people like that I, I like to see people who like compliment each other and 
and try to raise each other up, especially if you can. And right. but make it genuine. Make it genuine. That that is most definitely the key. Uh, moving along into a little bit of sports news, uh, there's been a lot going on within the world in regards to kneeling for the anthem, not kneeling for the anthem. Which side do you take? How the media has basically taken something that st- that was only in regards to the mistreatment of colored and non of black and brown people and turned it into a debate about a flag has simply been. Amazing in the past jiu-jitsu, two weeks, baby. It has been media jujitsu mm-hmm. going on to the twentieth power, and it is it, co-opting the message. It is not over. <laughs> um, but we'll bring into the spotlight real quick the gentleman who this initially started with. Uh, Colin Kaepernick files lawsuit against the NFL, accusing owners of colluding against him. Kaepernick has been a controversial figure since the. Since he first sat and knelt during the national anthem before a game in 2016, Kaepernick has filed a grievance against the NFL, accusing 32 owners of collusion, basically saying they don't want me to play. They're buying, they're banding together to make sure I don't play and harming my way of life. And he kind of has a point. Mm, I think he got the ass. Me because, too. Because he necessarily got to That's why he's been so quiet, huh? Yeah, he necessarily got to prove collusion. But I'm pretty, pretty sure he can prove collusion. And But it won't get that far to where he proves collusion. They Think they're going to pay him off? They will offer settlement after settlement after settlement after settlement after settlement. Just to, just so they won't get to the deposition point where Ooh, they have... How much is it going to cost them, though? Uh, it, it depends on what Capri wants. But I think... Right, uh, but do you take the money? Do you make them talk? I don't think he takes the money. I think he takes mm. his own away, which would be interesting. Yes. And that's why I think. Uh, Very. Because I think uh, it's, it's, it's so much bigger than what people know. There's a small provision in the collective bargaining agreement for NFL players to where if anybody can prove that 14 teams at any time colluded against the players, the entire collective bargaining Collective bargaining agreement is null and void. Ooh, the owners won hmm. big time off the last collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, a lot of vets that you see get kicked out of the league. You wonder why aren't they playing anymore? <coughs> or they get cut mid season? Why aren't they playing anymore? That's because the collective bargaining agreement has it to where keeping a vet is easy to get rid of a veteran contract. Really? Yeah. So NFL career is going to get shorter and shorter because it's much easier to get rid of a veteran contract and it's much easier to sign. Uh, new talent. New talent and pay him less. And so when you see a corner, like wide receivers, corners, and people like that, their careers are going to go so fast. And it, the average, I think, is two to three years. And most people, it takes, most time it takes an uh, NFL player, almost at the tackle stuff, it takes about five years to become a millionaire for most mm. of them. Because you're paying to stay in different places. So oh, these man. guys really ain't got a lot of money. I think Rob had put that post up of uh, when you when you break it down or what, when an athlete gets paid. It was Steph Curry, as a matter of fact. The taxes were insane. Right. And, and we're, we're not even. On his yearly salary. We're not even talking about Steph Curry. We're talking right. about the last guy on the totem pole. Right. Who's trying to play and who's. We're really talking about the like. 13th man. We're really talking 54th about. 54th man. We're really talking about player 39 through 54. Yeah. Hmm. Like one. I mean, play a 39 through 1. The last 40 through 54, those are like the high-paid guys, the 15 guys. They get like a lot of money. Okay. The other 1 through 39, 
not really a lot of money when you're taking all the tax and stuff like that. And staying in these certain places where you have to stay to be able to get close to the stadium. I mean, or close to the practice field and stuff like that. So these players have a good chance. If, if Kaepernick can prove collusion, then the collective bargaining agreement becomes null and void, and NFL players can end up getting more of the profit mm-hmm. from the NFL than a bigger share. A bigger share than they used to. That's worth billions. That alone is worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. And owners are smart. Owners are, will hurry up and say, Kaepernick will give you such and such dollars just to shut up and get off. And I think that number going to have to be pretty big for him to take it. And I don't know how far this is going to go, but if that dirty laundry starts to get aired, something like, uh, what was the guy named Sterling? Mm-hmm. Donald and Sterling. Clippers, Donald Sterling and stuff like that, where they get to have these emails getting put out about what they said. you got people like Jerry Jones saying, now, hey, if you, I wish you would. And what was interesting, mm-hmm. if you really watched it, Jerry Jones came out like, hey, nobody's on the knee, nobody's on the knee, watch the rescue and Dan Snyder, nobody's kneeing. Everybody, you know, all the owners came out like, nobody's kneeing. And you see how they backtracked so fast this week? Mm-hmm. You see how they're trying to... That's where the backtrack yeah, came yeah. from, they were full of steam <laughs> head. Right, right. You see how they they were full of steam head. You see how they're trying to set this narrative? And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think what Malcolm Jenkins came out today and said was disingenuous about, we invited Kaepernick, but he didn't come. First of all, he's in a lawsuit. Second of all, you are with the people. You're going to talk to the people he's suing. And and it doesn't and it's, it it doesn't look good if he was to be there and going through this fight with the NFL. And I think uh for you to even come out and say that, you know, says a narrative. I mean, it, it, it creates a narrative that he's not willing to do what it takes to, to, to get these problems solved. And he has been willing to do what it takes to get these problems solved and he has been willing to play football, but your owners didn't want him to. Like, so don't come up here and tell, you know, it, I, it, like the book Animal, Animal Farm. I don't know if y'all read it, but it's like when 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 uh, Napoleon came back and was trying to say Snowball was a terrible pig. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, and that's what I see with uh, with Malcolm Jenkins for the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the uh, player reps for the NFL Players Association. Yeah. Uh, he's really trying to come back like, well, we called Kaepernick, but he didn't want to come. That's, that's real disingenuous, and, and you really just, you know, but I think Michael Bennett kind of he he shed a lot of light on that on the opposite side and kind of stood up for Cap. Uh, he he laid it out there saying I think the first step of even being able to have a conversation is making sure that Colin Kaepernick gets the opportunity to play in the NFL. I think before we even negotiate anything about whether we sit, whether we stand, it should be negotiation about opening up the doors for Colin Kaepernick, giving him an opportunity again because I feel like through everything that's been lost, and that is a very valid point. That is a that that statement is a owner friendly statement because yep. the easy thing to do now would be to let him back in the NFL. The hard thing to do was really sit back and focus on all the oppression that made us get to this point, and that means you're trying to oppress the players. Mm-hmm. You're trying to oppress well, you are oppressing because you already know the N- the NBA does not gonna have this type yeah. of problem. Yeah, because they're gonna straighten it out. The PR. The the PR disaster that this was puts owners in a terrible light, and it's not going away anytime soon. It's not going away from the eyes of any court system, jewelry, or anybody who's who's been who's been under a rock. And right now, the owners and the whole NFL brand is in a terrible situation. Hmm. Right. <laughs> Anything you want to expound on with that, brother? No, person gave it to him. <laughs> I've been man. I've been. He been like, summing that. He been holding that shit, man. So. Yeah, he, person delivering. <laughs> yeah, I've been, man, I've been, boy, I've been looking at this like, 
No, don't do that. Yes, do it. And I really want Kaepernick to win, and I really want him to put these on them on a spick. Cause that, that video of Jerry Jones getting shut down that lobby. Right. Ooh. Right. And, and, and uh, that was it right there. And it's a compound. It's like, because they say race going down, race going down. Well, that's compounded. That's a lot of things. It's a lot of reasons. You got the Kaepernick people saying they're not going to watch, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are watching. Now, you have the uh, uh, Never Kneel crowd saying they're not going to watch, and a lot of them are watching. And then you have people who are watching, but they are watching from streaming sites because they're not going to pay. And right, yeah. and you have all these people. And in, in NFL Red Zone is a gambler's paradise. And Gambler. So, so you're not finna watch the end either. You're not finna necessarily watch, especially on Sunday. You're not finna watch just one game. You're finna watch all of all them. All of them because you got money spread out. Right. So yeah. So. It's a compound effect, and, and, and to just say that the ratings are down because of any of these things instead of just all of them is it's hogwash, man. Tell bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Bullshit. Moving forward, <laughs> uh, we'll get into a little bit of entertainment news. Harvey Weinstein. Everybody knows about Harvey Weinstein. If you don't know who Harvey Weinstein is, just Google his name and amazing things will pull up along with this amazing thing. Two weeks have passed since Hollywood producers' sexual misconduct scandal erupted thanks to numerous women sharing their stories of alleged rape, assault, and harassment with the New York Times of the New Yorker. Others include Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow, and more have shared their own claims which range from inappropriate requests and gestures to non-consensual sex, sexual contact. He's denied accusation of non-sexual contact. Reports claim that Weinstein left Los Angeles for Arizona to attend an inpatient treatment program. But as an insider reveals, he's yet to officially enter rehab. The, the Tiger Woods protocol. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Overseas. Overseas. Probably somewhere with no uh, extradition. You're right. right. Harvey right. Weinstein is trash, man. This is this is so hypocritical and disingenuous because <laughs> we all knew Hollywood like this. It's that, like, now, that's true. That we, is true. We all knew Hollywood was like this. And for them to come out and be like, wow, I didn't know about Harvey Weinstein. You a motherfucking liar, man. <laughs> they man. say the man was whooping it in a planner in front of somebody. I'm like, Look, what? That's creepy, man. It's like, man, I, I heard somebody say if it's like roaches. If you see one, it's a hundred. Hmm. With this Harvey Weinstein stuff. But just a lot of untold stories of what people are doing to get bros or you want to be in this movie. Like, yeah. It goes on. I'm pretty sure it goes on. It goes on in the movie industry, music, uh, sports, all that shit. It goes on. And, and people are being real disingenuous. Like, I had this conversation today about America. <clears throat> We always say, that's not the America. That's not the America. <laughs> America is this. America is that. America mm-hmm. is Superman. And uh, America is... America is... Uh, America, is, America, is, America <laughs> is everybody... This, 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 it's like... America is this big image. And we are like... No, we, we are America. Like, quit telling me what the fuck America does when I'm America. I'm here right now. Yep. Quit telling me that. Like, quit... Telling me America, America getting to be like uh, most of these preachers talk about Jesus. <laughs> Hold that thought. They, they, M- moving forward, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, explain to you your existence. Yeah, they gonna tell you, <laughs> that's what they use it for. Let me get your play by player, your life. Yeah, this is America right here. Nah, 
I'm American. Whatever the fuck I want to do is American. Right. I ain't got no choice. But here's here's the other point I wanted to make about that and what y'all were just saying that if you see one, there's a hundred. Michaela Maroney gets support from the Fierce Five after she accuses the team doctor of sexual abuse. Anybody know who that is? Mm-hmm. Gymnastics chick. Okay, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Michaela Maroney has the support of her former Fierce Five teammates in the wake of her recent allegations sex, allegations of sexual abuse against former USA gymnastic doctor. Even in fucking gymnastics, your child is not safe. That's terrible. We have a we have a sex problem. God damn, do we? Re- that's, we that is a, terrible. I don't know, like to the extent of what it is. I'm still to find out. I'm still shocked. We got a sex problem, man. We got a serious sex problem. Man. In a letter shared on social media early Wednesday, inspired by the Me Too, which we all discussed in an open forum. In a Me Too Twitter campaign, the 21-year-old Olympic gymnast accused Dr. Larry Nassar, or Nassar of molesting her when she was a young teen while he served as a physician for the U.S. and women's national gymnastics team and Olympic team. He has not responded to Maroon's claim, but does face sexual... He does face sex, <laughs> separate sexual charges, Trying which he has denied. <laughs> so not only... <laughs> Not only is it her, it's somebody else too. Who is allowing these creeps? It or, or is it just that many creeps man, to where you just can't avoid? Power, man, power, 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 and it and it's never one. Like it's, I've never seen like one sexual harassment from a creep. Like it's, it just starts in one, and then you know a creep, regardless. Like even if they even even if you've never seen them harass nobody, like guys we know, and like a lot of times we're the ones that have to come in and say, "Man, don't do that shit." Yeah, and then right. they'll stop. They'll then stop then. But because you know, I had plenty of women who like boyfriend might have said something or did something like that, and they take and they tell them all type of stuff. But then mm-hmm. when another guy show up, all that talk will ride the one and they gone. Right, <laughs> and so. It's the same way. It's like we can, men, we have the ability. That's why. And it's kind of like this. I said this the other day, too. Correlate. It correlates so much. It's the intersection with racism is so. Because how many times have we said something t- to a white person about racism? Um, like, we need you to speak up. And, and <laughs> yeah, and we're like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Well, I don't know. It, it, you know, most, most, most whites are not like that. <laughs> Now, that's the first thing. Most white people are not like that. Now, you might have been encountered. You might have encountered a smidgen, just a touch, maybe one iota of racism in your life. And guys are the exact same way with when women. When it comes to sexual harassment. When it comes to sexual harassment, women talk about this stuff all the time. And guys are like, oh, man. Well, you know, I'm not like that. But, but, you, but you, still, you still benefit. From the male hierarchy. And it's just like racism. Mm-hmm. We might not be sexist, but we benefit from, from a sexist hierarchy. system. Yeah. We might not be racist. White people might not be racist, but they benefit from a racist system. So how do we go about having this conversation? I tell my white friends, assume every black person has encountered racism. And start from that. There ain't no bad assumption. Ain't no bad assumption. Because... Pretty much, we've seen it. Assume every black person has a kind of racism and listen to the story mm-hmm. before you decide if you believe it or not. Don't don't talk. Right. Don't, don't talk. <laughs> don't listen. talk. Just listen. 
And that's the same thing with sexual harassment. I'm at the point now where I just assume every woman is sexual harassed. Yeah, your no, mama, that, yeah. your sister, your daughter, your daughter. Your daughter. Your daughter. Man, Think I, about that. I don't have any girls, but I feel for man. That's, I got two. It's enough to make me nervous. Your Oof. niece, the, the little yeah. girl walking down the street, the little girl you see wearing the little uh, wedding dress in the grocery store. <laughs> All of them. Everybody, every female has been sexually harassed. Right. Uh, every female maybe has been even abused. We so, should, we should, we should have a Me Too episode just to bring a, a couple females in to talk about experience, like sexual harassment or just any type of the hierarchy benefit that we just discussed. Uh, more than 100 women, namely female athletes, have sued Nassar for alleged sexual assault. He has denied their abuse. He awaits trial in December. If he doesn't kill himself before then, he'll be dead after trial. 100 people? They more happy, than 100. They'd be happy here just to make it the old lady. They know what they did the whole oh, life. Yeah. That's mean, crazy. And then he'd be so, and then what, what scared me, man, is the calm of a Sandusky. Yep. Yeah. It's so calm. So Still relaxed. operating. Still so relaxed. All of them. Man, all of them, man. They got Weinstein right. on tape. On on recorded. Hold on. Go continue. And what was the guy? What was the guy off? Uh, well, you remember the guy? What was the name of the movie about the vampire, the kid vampires? When he was Twilight. No, uh, it was the one a long time ago we used to watch. Uh, with the with the kid actors. Uh, course was Court Feldman. Yeah, was that his name? You remember Court Feldman came on all them shows. He and told said the that? whole thing. Say I can't tell you who it is. Right, but it goes on. I've experienced it. And Friend it was, of mine, kid. That was right the boy killed himself. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Oh, I had a, and then I had a, I had a male cousin. He came out on on the Me Too thing. Really? I not came out like he was gay, but came out like he was sexually abused. Wow. And, oh, shit. Listen to the excerpt from NYPD Sting tape with Harvey Weinstein. Boy, I'm not gonna do anything. Right, man. <laughs> Sound like you're about to cry. God damn. This too. Creep move. Tried to touch on the slide. <laughs> Go ahead. You know what it sounds like? <laughs> what it sounds like? It sounds like what Donald Trump was describing on the Good Morning America bus. Yep. Sound exactly like she was married. Oh, moved on like a bitch. Donald Trump, like I just go ahead and I do it. I just go ahead and I do it. This is crazy. 
<laughs> no, I promise. From one minute to five. And been doing it forever and won't. And been doing it forever. That is insane, man. Been doing it forever. That's why. He ain't never tried to do anything like with himself, you know, to make himself a little more presentable or yeah. desirable to any yeah. woman. Like, he ain't got to work. Yeah, like, his yeah, work is yeah. the work. Yeah. Like, this is what's going to get you in the building. It's called Casting Couch. I'm not, yeah. Oh, man. But <laughs> <laughs> casting this, Couch. This is terrible, man. This, ain't that shit terrible, man? This is terrible, man. Like, it's a whole other world. I tell you this, like, on, another thing, if it's, if you see one roach, is 100. Like, Real, He's, real talk, baby. That one crawl out the wall. It ain't just him. Mm-hmm. Like people say, like these. Some of the things I'm not gonna say sexual abuse or nothing like that, but the wildest stories you ever heard about an entertainer or a sports star or a rapper are probably true. <laughs> Most of them are probably true, man. Because this is it's crazy. It's crazy. It goes on <laughs> every day. What the? I read Rita. That got me. Oh, yeah. I missed it. Now, look, if it be a preacher or anybody who has power mm-hmm. over people, influence over people, can do this and use this on vulnerable people. And it's terrible, man. It's terrible. It is. And people are so bad on Jackson. Like, show me where it ain't happening. Show me where it ain't happening in the church. Show me where it ain't happening in the city hall. Show mm. me where it ain't happening in the classroom. Ooh. Show me where it ain't happening in, in, in the sports. Show me where it ain't happening in the studio. Show me where it ain't happening. Just show me where it ain't happening. Can't. Let's quit being hypocritical about our society. Let's own ain't, up to this ain't shit. Ain't no safe space. Ain't no ain't safe no space. Safe Let's be accountable space. about this type of shit. It's everywhere. Yep. We have failed. It's in your family. Yeah. It's Our society, man, is that. And black, please don't start on black families by that. Yep. Oh, man. How many pedo, pedophiles in black families? How that, many? That'd be the 25, 30 year secret, don't it? Man, 25, what? 25, 30, man. Man, you'll never. Whew. Whew. We don't even get to. It's mm. terrible, man. It's terrible. <laughs> Moving along, last story of the night. Uh, JPS School honoring Jefferson Davis to be renamed after Barack Obama. And the reason I'm covering this is the last one of the night is because we always know if you really want to know how people feel, what do you read? WABT comment section, There babe. you go. It's so, America. T- <laughs> This is America. The comment section will America, get yeah. the <laughs> honest truth about how America feels. Uh, the article reads, a predominantly black school in Mississippi named after Confederate President Jefferson Davis will be stripped of that moniker next year and replaced with that of another president whose character students, parents, and teachers have said it is more fitting. Barack Obama. Davis Magnet IBPTA President Janelle Jefferson announced at the Jackson School Board one of the best schools in the city meeting Tuesday evening that school take that school stakeholders voted on October fifth to rename the school Barack Obama Magnet. 
That's dope. And you know we showing up for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gonna show up? That'd be awesome. Man, that'd be great. You gonna show up that night in Mississippi? That's Overall, JPS enrollment is 90. Yeah. yeah. That's photo op. JPS is 97% black, and I agree that black. it's very fitting <laughs> for that name to be cascaded along a very great school. Uh, I look for great things, and I look for him to show up to most definitely uh, be there to give his blessing. Now, if we just get Kaepernick this key to the city and offer free internet to all Jackson residents, Speaking to this existence. will be the most radical city. The key is doable. Free internet ain't going to happen. Well, I think it can happen. Yeah, Not can. necessarily free. I think it has substance. I ain't never understood the concept of everybody got to get Wi-Fi, though. Everybody don't have to get Wi-Fi. What you mean? Everybody got Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm with Percy, like the, the free Wi-Fi. Yeah. I, I mean, remember Fredo, Fredo was staying in the Four Seasons, and uh, I'm going to put his shit out there. He uh, <laughs> laid it downstairs, had Wi-Fi. So upstairs, they using the Wi-Fi. Yeah. She moved out of everybody pissed. Yeah. Because everybody was using the Wi-Fi. And I'm like, why can't we have a community Wi-Fi, man? Because where everybody can hop on it. That's not the way it. the business model is set that, That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, yeah, the business model going to get broke it's anyway. Not, not data. The, the business model used to be that your ass ain't get but a 1,000 minutes mm. and free nights and weekends. True. But that business model, and, and it, it's still going slow. But that business model got broke. C Spy came along and said, "For fifty dollars, you can talk as much as you want to. What's mm-hmm. up?" Yeah, and, and it wasn't a business model for 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 water for a while either. Like we didn't have water in our houses, and we didn't have running water. We didn't have like running electricity, yeah. or running gas, stuff like that. I got money. Say it was somebody who thought that horse and buggy were gonna be here forever. Uh, All right, yeah. I'll <laughs> say I'll say this about that. Yeah. Um, so it will be, it will be. Not subsidized, but it's already in the point where they're giving giving you a different package per the market. You'll never get it free. If you if you get it for well, free, well, if you I'm, get I'm it for free, hold on, hold on, I'm gonna send you some links. There's some towns who have. If you get it, it free, mm-hmm. the speed and the frequency you get it at will be terrible. That's the free version you'll get. Not saying it's not available and it's not possible, but premium, you're not gonna get. It. Now, now, tell me this though: what percent of the people would need that premium, not dedicated even. line? Like, yeah, a lot of people. Like, You'd be amazed at how many people can't can't watch TV without HD. It's a lot. Of, it's a class of people in this world that can't live without saying, what, fast what, what, what percentage? I, I couldn't put a number on it. Hmm. Uh, out of my friends, I got like two friends that feel like that. <laughs> I'm saying I did that. You know, I got I got some friends, you know, that need HD and won't watch. Don't even go to the movies. I got a friend that had cable in 10 years. Yeah. And I got a friend who need Wi-Fi when he walks mm-hmm. out of his house. He needs it at the mailbox. That's I mean, that, 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 could be, that could be a ceiling on the data. Yeah. I mean, that could be yeah. a ceiling. It could be capped. And that's and it a, be, it it's be, a ceiling anyway. Yeah, it could be worked into, <laughs> it could be worked into a tax thing like the growth, mm-hmm. like uh, garbage and water. And that's all I was saying, that it'll never be free. It'll always be a cap because that's data. That's the last level yeah. of everything that they can orchestrate within that w- within the, the service. Everything is data-based. Okay, yeah, you can give away free minutes. Yeah, you can give away free tethering or whatever. But I can't give you data because free data, is that's all we have. That's all we got. That's The last thing we have is the data. So I can't give you that, but I give you everything underneath but, it. But see, I, I, I'm fair for five, six years. It's going to take one person to get a cow away, and then the gang going to have to change to keep up mm-hmm. with the cow that just got out. They'll load the cost of fiber. Before they give it away. 
I mean, shit, the first DVD player I ever bought was $269. That is true. The, 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 the first CD was what, $27? You get them in free at $10. Yeah, the first flat screen was damn near 4000 yes. Yep. I just yes. got one the same size for 200 <laughs> <laughs> You can get a 52 in right now for 380 bucks. 349 55-inch Best Buy Insignia going to get one tonight. Yeah, that's, I mean, so th- that's, that's why I can't never hold that stuff sacred and be like, you know, uh, that that model is meant to be broken. I, it was some towns in Colorado that got together with the city council, and Wi-Fi is free in the whole town. The whole yeah. town got Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. The entire town. You're right. Like I, I was telling y'all about this the other day. Uh, it's a place in was it Sweden? Uh, it might be Spain. Uh, their garbage is used and turned into burn burners to make electricity. They to the point now where they put no garbage in the ground. Hmm. Matter of fact, they are importing garbage from other places to, to burn. To burn. Yeah. To burn Create energy, energy, baby. Create energy. Take it a step further. Amsterdam. There's a town within Amsterdam where it is full 100% cryptocurrency. You cannot spend paper money anywhere. It's all cryptocurrency. Hmm. Russia. That's, Russia making its own you know how far ahead of the curve that is? That's fucking 10 years plus. Physical money only has, cryptocurrency only has 1% penetration, which means out of, say, there are 5,000 ATMs, you may be able to spend your money in point five, a half of a building that takes cryptocurrency today. But yet, it's still on the market. It's still making money. And it, it maybe within 5, 10 years, may have 5%. But you don't want to be on the wrong side when paper money becomes nothing. Paper money will never no, become no. nothing. I mean, there always be what you got, but you know, I don't. I had, there always be a a, 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 a material form of money, money. of currency. Money. currency. I agree with that. I had a friend of mine in New Albany, and she was working with the Road Home Project. Mm-hmm. And uh, when uh, Superstorm Sandy hit up there, mm-hmm. and I had been telling them when she was in Baton Rouge, before she she was working uh, with Hurricane Katrina, and she went up to New Albany. And I've been telling her, uh, man, just, I mean, just if you keep a shoebox or you keep anything, I mean, keep the shoes in it, but just roll you up some bread in there. Keep your three, four thousand dollars just somewhere at yeah. all times. And she called me when Sandy hit because you couldn't get nothing in the town unless you were spending paper money. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, she, you couldn't get nothing to eat. Them folk operating them pizza places with them brick ovens. One time. They slanging pieces up out of there, but ain't no way to take your credit card, no your debit card, whatever you got. If you get a paper money, we, it's the only way you're going to eat. We put too much faith in Into wireless. Into the banking system. Yep. We put too much faith in wireless. Because when yeah. they go down. And, and you know. Got to have that war chest, man. We, we put too much faith too much faith in wireless and the web, and it's going to bite us in our ass. Everybody needs a war chest. I agree with that statement 100%. Old, old dope boy tactics, man. Keep you a bro somewhere. Just buried in the backyard somewhere you know, and just keep the direction to day, Some cat got, got busted. They ran up on him because he flashing 20 grand on on, yeah. on the, the Facebook. And yeah. He got money and guns and shit. He got money. Like, old, old dope boy rule, man. You ain't have to be a dope boy to follow the rule. Yeah. <laughs> you learn a lot from just Bury knowing the rules. Money. It was just rule, man. Put that money up. That money ain't real. Like we pay, we pay, uh, who that boy you told? Pull over the car. You know the rule. You talking the car? <laughs> that D'Angelo? 
Mm-hmm. When Diaz look at yeah. IJ, <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was cool how y'all pulled that on security guard. That yeah. was cool. Hey, bro. Up, you know the rules. <laughs> he got out of the car. He pulled over there. Man, what's the rule? Say the rule. Say it to me. Tell me what it is. Do not talk in the car. Mm-hmm. Bro, them just the rules, man. Mm-hmm. Sure right. I see Russia coming out with their own cryptocurrency. Nah. <laughs> This is too much. To, no. I think uh, this is like. Putin. I wouldn't want a Russian. Putin, be, I wouldn't want a Russian cryptocurrency. I don't trust them. Putin is like the biggest mob boss ever. Like mob, the mob power has never hmm. made it to this point in the political arena, and it's amazing to watch. And how this whole Russian uh, bot, uh, this Russian invasion is. Russian influence has taken over the United States. Although I hate it, although it's terrible, it's genius because it works and it shows how vulnerable we are. It it it. I was I was trying to formulate a a, a thought. I was trying to pull the whole thing together the other day about uh, the conversation we really need to be having. Like after that shit is over with, is. What makes white people so vulnerable? I mean, it's a question they need to be asking themselves. I mean, how are they so easily, how are they heartstrings so easily tugged on and pulled emotionally in different directions? Because what they figured out was, well, we can sway them. It's certain things that's going to push their buttons. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can be from anywhere in this world and look at the United States and figure out, uh, you mentioned some shit about black folk and resistance and black lives matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got them. Like, I mean, you have them. WABT put up a story about some puppets, man. They might get five comments. Put up, put up uh, some black shit. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, uh, it's their own chickens coming home to roost because the CIA, DEA, FBI, all these organizations go to other countries like Australia and do the same. Uh, Venezuela, mm-hmm. Chile, uh, everywhere. Uh, Iraq, Egypt, Egypt, <laughs> uh, the Congo, everywhere, United States, South Africa. When when uh, Mandela mm-hmm. was down there, they don't want to hold South Africa where Mandela was holed up at the United States. Uh, everywhere in the world, the United States are known for swaying countries to fit their agenda in setting up banana republics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what you have is Putin has set up a banana republic in the United States. Ain't that something? And mm-hmm. it's amazing to watch. If you know anything about banana republics, like eventually, especially the United States run banana republics, eventually once the old leader goes out of power and they set their man up, the first thing the United States does is, all right, who was down with the old leader? Mm-hmm. Kill them off. <laughs> Kill them all. Yep. Who's that runner up? Mm-hmm. Who's that runner up? <laughs> Kill them off. You gotta go. Who's the threat? Kill, Kill them, them off. off. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, some cases two hundred thousand people. Some cases might be five thousand. Some cases might be a couple of journalists. But all in the defense of democracy. All in the defense, defense of, democracy. of democracy. The great experiment, United States. And ain't it something to see it, it, it come right on back? Yeah, and we sit here and look at and when we see it on TV, of course they're gonna be painted as a bad guy. 
Like Hugo Chavez is a terrible guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, propaganda, baby. Uh, yeah, propaganda. Uh, 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 okay, Castro, terrible. Gaddafi. Gaddafi, mm-hmm. terrible, terrible guy. guy. But I'm uh, like, hold on, when they over there with Gaddafi? Mm-hmm. I didn't know Gaddafi till you put him on TV. <laughs> I didn't know Saddam till you, you put, put him, him on, on TV. TV. I didn't know OBL Osama bin Laden till you put him on TV. Now, you, you became his you friend. You flying his folk up out of right. here. Right. And, and, so, mm-hmm. and so now you tell me this bad guy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Sounds I mean, like marketing to me. Sounds like, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like marketing to me. Somebody trying to sell me some yellow cake. Now, you telling me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you telling me Kim Jong-il is a uh, Kim Jong-un ill. Most terrible person in the world. Yeah, you trying to tell me he's the most terrible person in the world. And he way over there. And you got Dylan Roof winning a damn church. Yep. And shot that son bitch up. That's the that's a pretty terrible person right there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty terrible. That's I ain't terrible. even got to go for the friend that. Yeah, he pretty close. Let's figure <laughs> out what the hell he gonna do. And then we'll go work with the Ooh. the son bitch. Four thousand miles away. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing about Kim Jong Il. And, and Trump roughing it up for all of them because he yeah. not, he not allowing the contrast for the marketing to work. Right, like he's yeah. so terrible. Yeah. It's kind of hard to like. Yeah. Damn, Jew. Like, what's the difference yeah. between y'all? Like, you right. say Kim Jong Il wrong. I don't trust him. <laughs> he might be all right. Let's go over here and check out himself. That's like Dave Chappelle. According, according to Dennis Rodman, he's pretty good people. Yeah, I don't, I don't, whatever you say, I don't listen to it. Like, I'm like Dave Chappelle. Show, show me his driver's license. I need to see it on tape with an HD camera. Right. <laughs> Record <laughs> it. <laughs> with two witnesses mm-hmm. and his baby mama. That's, it, it's like, they always try to tell us who the bad people are. Don't, don't yeah. tell me what the hell somebody doing on one side. They understand that dichotomy, yeah. like how we set up. Like, we, we we set up that way. Like, just show me bad, and by default, you become good. Mm. Right. By right, default. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, how we that's, that's, that's how we in this situation. That's how we in this situation. Good point. Yeah. They convinced the... Uh, you convinced the Lord's white man, you know, he better than Nitty. Yeah, Take John Wayne did that, that shit. Nitty Johnson said that. Some one of them, one of them high falutin presidents said that. <laughs> John, John Wayne had you hating uh, Indians until November. I'm talking about hate them, son. Until, until your baby had to draw that turkey with her hand in class. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna lie, I always went for the Indians. I'm, okay. I'm a Redskins fan. I always went for the Indians. I this that is cool. true. That shit, the Indian look like me. I ain't yeah. never looked like the son bitch in all white. That's right. With the hat on, coming to save somebody. Shit, I need to save him. <laughs> Still okay. need saving. Okay, I think President Lyndon B. Johnson. I don't, I don't know if it was Lyndon B. Johnson, but it was one of these guys. Uh, Might have been the one from uh, Alabama. He said, if you can convince the lowest white man. Oh, that's Lyndon B. Johnson right there. Yeah, he's better than the best colored man. He won't notice you're picking his pocket. Pick his pocket. He'll give him somebody to look down on, and he will empty his pockets for you. Mm. And I tell you what. Still it, true to this day. In another case, we do the same thing as black folks because. The reason we like the blues because ain't nothing like hearing somebody with worse problem than y'all. Yeah. I mean, shit, country music the same way. Yeah, country music. What, blues? Yeah, yeah. Okay, came from blues. Yeah. <laughs> um, we well, need that social hierarchy. That's why we pull up at a drive through at McDonald's and be like, you don't need a raise. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. <laughs> you don't need a raise. Like, that's crazy, man. I ain't never like that, man. Anybody yeah. who don't need no raise. For that, to come out your, for that to come out your mouth is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's gonna make it's gonna make my uh, 
chicken nuggets go up. <laughs> yeah. Nigga, your, ch- your chicken nuggets went up anyway. They gonna go up anyway. <laughs> they went up anyway. Yeah, and ain't nobody getting nothing for it. Yeah. But what you don't want to tell them is, hey, bro, if somebody really broke it down to you, you probably dropping an extra $984 between between 984 and about $1,100 extra a year in taxes because you having to subsidize the lack of income right. that McDonald's won't pay with well, their record what? profits. And they won't give it to nobody. So Uncle yeah. Sam got to step in and say, shit, you still you living below the poverty level. Take so this. I got to give you these subsidies and these these handouts they hate so much mm-hmm. and these welfare benefits that they hate so much. And now, it, I want you to pick yourself up by your bootstrap, but right. tell Uncle Sam buy my boot. Tell uh, McDonald's <laughs> buy my boots. <laughs> buy my boot. <laughs> and, I like that. And, you know, and, 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 and it's only a, 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 a handout when we get it. When Mer- yeah. When Meredith gets it, it's, it's a, safety a safety net. net. Yeah, man, Becca just trying to get out of yeah. there. I mean, until the trust fund is available for her. We got about nine more months. We got about nine more months. We're going to co-sign on a house. Mm-hmm. You know, She's going to get the loan due to us. Get her some good property. Yeah, get her some acres. Put her out there where nobody can find her. <laughs> She, she ain't got but six kids. I mean, she's only Ooh, 23. Man, good Lord. <laughs> 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 Ain't never no lost call with them. Ain't never, never no lost call. Never no. Never no lost call. It was amazing because okay, we gotta get this. <laughs> we got Eminem. Eminem. Uh, Eminem. Uh, freestyle. freestyle. Yeah. Um, let me tell you something. Man. I'm a cool. I, I like Eminem. He's a, he's a good rapper, you know. And as far as the latest rappers, uh, I put him up there. But it was kind of disheartening and upsetting to me. To see him say what the originators of rap been saying about white America since the beginning, for him to, to for people just to flip out over some Chuck D uh, said years ago, said years ago, and and act like oh that made him the goat. I got a letter from the government. That don't make. <laughs> now he might be a good rapper, Bentai. but that didn't. You know, people are, oh he's just a goat. You see this? You oh. know what I equivocated in two P? What's that? Uh, uh, saying fleek. In the Gap commercial, yeah, yeah, saying yeah, fleek in the that. fleek everywhere. This, we on fleek, on fleek, and you just kind of like, damn, the country on it now. Yeah, like y'all, I y'all that. just got it, on it, it. It's like uh, another thing so for for me. <laughs> for me, it was kind of like. What the, name the most popular dance right now? Oh, uh, shit, I have no idea. A Miller Rock, everybody the Miller Rock. Well, the yeah. Miller Rock, yeah. It was kind of like. Been out two years ago. Yeah, it was kind of like seeing the Miller Rock, uh, that white cap. It's cool, you know, but come on now. It's not the greatest now. <laughs> <laughs> now, I get that. Now, one thing, uh, listen, you know, this ain't, this, I'm, talking to, I'm talking to black people here. One thing I hate is when we act like. Any other races, ice cream is colder, and they seconds a little bit longer than ours. Hmm. <laughs> and we do that so much, like we do that so much, and that is one of the main reasons why you can gentrify. That's, that, that's, that's the, one of the main reasons you can gentrify. That's that savior complex. Yeah, that's that savior complex coming in. Like when people think their ice cream is colder, are they uh, they seconds are they hours just a a little bit longer than ours? Mm-hmm. And that's terrible, man. And that's that's what I think happened with that Eminem thing. If you really know hip hop, man, you know since the beginning. But not a lot of people. Curtis know. Blow and everybody been talking about Stets astonic. If you listen, if you listen to the the eighties hip hop right yep. now, it was all about that. Yep. Even cell therapy still bumping. Right, the eighties and the nineties hip hop, man. Hey, 
it really talks about what's going on today a lot better than a lot of these new artists do. But I like the new guys. I I, I homeboy on uh, Facebook, Donald Donald Wood. Yeah, yeah. When he put that quote up, and it it pretty much applies to everything. It applies to what you're talking about right now. He said, uh, uh, "If you're not prepared to invest, how much are you prepared to make? Are how you much are you prepared to make?" So it it ties into the savior complex of always waiting on somebody to come do something that you're not willing to do. You yes, ain't sir. willing to invest and do what needs to be done. So when somebody comes along and does it, you know, you I mean you jumping and screaming and you hollering when you could have did that same thing. Same thing you talking about they seconds ain't longer. Mm-hmm. I mean it ain't no sweeter. It's what we've been saying, but you wasn't invested in it right. until he went up here and did a cipher. I mean Come on, man. Now, all of a sudden, you all eat. Yeah, I mean, you you, you got to put something in it yourself. And like, then, period. And then uh, it was on BET, so, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the people who, who uh, a lot of people who, who came in afterwards, after the people showed their disdain for the performance. I don't necessarily think it was disdain. I think it was just people wanted other other rappers to be appreciated, too. Right. Even yeah. if Eminem did that. And I think a lot of people... The people who actually buy albums that came out really harsh and was like, "You guys don't know rap. Eminem is the best." <laughs> and then Jake Hol- Jake yeah. hollering shit for three years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake Cole been saying for three years. Crit been saying it. Uh, mm. So many other rappers been saying it for the for their whole lives. But it seems like when that's how it is. When when a certain person says a certain thing. And a lot of y'all gonna miss a message because you don't like the teacher. Right. You don't like the messenger. You don't like the teacher. Oh, man. Before we get out of here, man, I did, want to... Um, go did, ahead, go did y'all see Uncle Luke accepting speech at the BT Awards? No. Man, pull it up and watch it. I will. Because Luke Luke was really preaching on, like, I mean, the way y'all look at these young cat. Like, man, y'all really wouldn't be here if I wasn't here, man. He said, uh-huh. I was running all across the country. I was going to jail. Mm-hmm. After every show, I went to, all the way to the Supreme Court. Fighting for, your right, for fighting for and your one. right to say right. what you what wanted to say right on now. the record, man. So you can say all this crazy shit on the record. You say that because I I did that. And he was saying I'd never been nominated for anything. Mm-hmm. I ain't never been recognized for nothing. Watch that speech, man. That speech is going to get you. Yeah. That's history right there. I need to check that out. I missed the BET Awards this year. I missed it too, but I caught, I caught them man. honoring him. And I'm like, yeah, that was it. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I don't really watch BT. I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to start watching now because they're changing the program. Black Exploitation Television. Um, They're changing a lot of the program, and I'm actually thinking I'm going to start to tune in. They got that (laughs) shit. Dolomite video. (laughs) 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 They got a late night show hosted by a female who I think is going to be pretty good, man. They're trying to reclaim it. What BT figured out was everybody was co-opting what was yours from the beginning. From the beginning. You had Blue Ass Soul over there. You had Dunny Simpson over there. And you cut it loose. all this stuff. I mean, we even had the tip drill going out 2 o'clock. You can watch Late Night Uncut. We had that thing popping, man. 106 and Park was the culture. And they like, just, ran TRL off TV. And they I forgot, I forgot. But we gave it show, away. The last show I used to watch on BT, I quit watching because it was such a great show. And it was such a, I think it was an inspirational show. I can't remember the name. I can't remember exactly what it was. But I quit watching because as soon as it went off, they brought they put American Gangsta on afterwards. And... And man, all the good that the first show had did, American Gangster mm, took it all right, right out because everybody <laughs> wanted to be a dope dealer and make the money. They put American Gangster and the Wire replays, reruns on at the same time. Mm. Damn. 
So I mean that that would just it's yeah. too much for the Who's census. Who's doing was that? Who made that call? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I mean, I know it's at least four jail full. Off, yeah, off that off right there. One off thing, that transition. Like that. If I could feel like I know I could feel four Frank jails. Lewis. With the people who went, you know, thinking that was the right thing to do, like after watching me. Shout out to the mayor of Atlanta too for what he did. He dropped the uh, the drug charges, yeah. the Arizona, marijuana possession charge. Yeah, to, yeah, to get out, that. it was a thousand. He dropped it down to seventy five. Right. Yeah. Dropped it down to seventy five bucks. He said eighty five percent of his jail filled with uh, just small marijuana. possessions. Of, yep. Yeah, that's charges. Eighty five percent That's real. real. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. Uh, before we get out of here, man, I want to uh, I want to I, I guess talk about an, another topic along the sexual battery issue. Um, we also again had the same conversation within our private chat that we normally have, um, and it speaks about it speaks about the responsibility of the male side of this, as person was saying, the hierarchy and how not to abuse it. Five star process prospect Emmett Williams charged with sexual battery and false imprisonment. Five-star prospect was arrested early Wednesday in Florida, charged with sexual battery and false imprisonment. A coach who has been recruiting Williams further confirmed this with CBS Sports. The alleged incident took place took place on October 10th at the home of Williams' female friends. At some point in the night, Williams accused her, told police she informed Williams she wanted to leave to go pick up another friend, but he told her no, wouldn't let her leave. Then eventually began touching her, and you know how the rest of this goes. We have to do, we have to try to do a better, a better job of training our young men on how to conduct themselves. Although we know it may not always work, we have to put forth a better effort collectively on that side. Because we always, we all talked about that one individual who we know, and I didn't even know it went back as far as high school, how that one individual was. I won't say his name on the podcast, but it was just like, that's insane that it went on for that long. And shit, I'm pretty sure the warning signs were there even before that. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty fat, pills. You know, so. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty thick. Yeah, he pretty, you know, he he needed some pretty thick. Kindergarten, wide lines. But I think in order to protect our young black queens and princesses, we have to also teach our young black princes and men on how to control themselves and behave themselves. I don't know if it necessarily worked on men, but they used to have, they used to have like. Etiquette classes. Etiquette classes where they taught you how to behave yourself and how to. Set a table and how to be nice and pretty sure they don't have that anymore. Yeah, I think it's, I'm yeah. I'm scared that it's a that it's a two way street and the generational change plus the gap in generations. I don't want to say it's too far gone, but like we we close to that point because if you actually sit down and have a conversation with a nineteen or twenty year old and you actually talk about chivalry and you know, etiquette and how do you approach mm-hmm. and what's the conversation like? Mm-hmm. That shit that shit is over a device. Man, people like I'm still I'm still And that's one. that's even worse because yeah. sexting, of course, will get yeah. motherfuckers in trouble just as fast as I mean as it'll, 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 it'll get you in trouble, but I mean for me it's delicate for me because I got two girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the best thing I can do as a father is Show them what they're supposed to expect. Mm-hmm. 
That's the best thing I can do. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm going to show them repetition and I'm going to show them, you know, it, it's going to look awkward when somebody don't do these same things. You know, it's going to look out of bounds. So that's that's the best I can do because what they what they going up against is a new monster we didn't have to deal with. That's true. Man, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, I still date and stuff like that. So I'm sitting here reading the article. <laughs> he out you. Hey, I'm out you. I'm still sitting here reading the article, man, where it said, like, nowadays, People have sex before they actually go yes. on a public thing. Before they know anything yeah. about each other. And this is, uh, that was crazy. And I'm like, golly, man, I used to remember how you, you count the dates. Yeah. I thought you had to go, you were looking at the clock like you were there working. I'm counting up bread. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's like, it's a move. Yeah. Damn, she's going to want pap pad with me. Yeah, you count everything. And, like, and you, the last thing you'd be expected, like, before you went on a date was sex. And to see that man and think about this world these kids are living in. And a lot of times, I, but honestly, when I look at the the social media and the technology, I think, like, I don't necessarily think I would have been in trouble or anything like that. If it would have been around my age, I just think I would have been, like. You've been a master of it. A master of it, man. I'm just. <laughs> Like I would have been everywhere, man. Me, I'm talking about like I was so happy I didn't have access to like young young girls in Houston or in Atlanta or something like that when I was in like high school. Yeah, because I would have jumped in the car and went. God damn! Like, mm. <laughs> man, I would have jumped in the car and went, man. I got I family. Got I got family that are sitting in the room with you. Won't see a peep. Y'all having the best conversation on the planet. They of that age. Mm-hmm. And you having the best conversation on the planet. You ain't got no input. Ain't got this and that. Mm-hmm. Man, you fuck around an hour later, get on Twitter. They were talking the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. And you see, <laughs> and you see that page. Like, man, a like, boy. Like, damn, bro, you ain't say none of this out loud. But look, I tell my niece and nephew, like, no, you need to make sure. Like, I'm going to wait till you a certain age before you get on page. Because I ain't finna. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not going to expose I'm, you to I'm, this. I'm not finna censor you. I'm not finna censor <laughs> myself, especially. Like, yeah. I don't want you to expose this. And man, I'm sitting here telling my niece and nephew this, and I mess around. I get on their page, and I'm the mm. one shot. Mm. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Like wow! <laughs> what is this? I get on my little cousin page down at USM. I'd be like, they ain't doing that. I ain't do that till I was 31. Right? I'm like 31. I'm like wow. <laughs> Where is bruh? Used to be a tomboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man. She been eating church of chicken for them titties. Right, man. And I'm like, man. Steroids. Rides in the chicken. I'm like, don't be. And I'm really shocked. I'm really hurt because, like, they grown, first of all. Not necessarily grown, but they get the Young adults. They're young adults. And I remember they was weed. Knee babies, like, yeah, on babies. Yeah, they gathering these learned experiences. Man. Yeah. And I'm, and I, I'm scared. Terrified. Yeah, Terrified. I don't even look at their page. I ain't got a block. No, no. Nah, yeah, I ain't got a block. But yeah, hit that little button up top say turn off notifications. Yeah, right. Turn off notifications. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see your shit. I go back and look at it once in a while and be like, hey, you look good all that. But then I see a post, <laughs> then I see a post where they just flipping out or cursing somebody out or Feel saying something. Filth. Yeah, I got a... Talk, talking in all types of broken English. Like, how right. you, is you typing them words? Like you, you just stomping on your that's keyboard. How, that's how you type shit? Because like, that's think, how you write it? You don't think they, like, I'm sure you can look back at your posts when you first got on Facebook and you can see some change. You know, you might not see as much if you've already, you know, because Facebook ain't been out that long. So, mm-hmm. you know, we pretty much was grown when pretty much the game out. 
You first generation Facebook. Yeah, so if you look back on your post, you see some growth. You see some depth. You see yourself, you know, changing, you know, from the wild, pretty much uh, liberal thinker to more conservative people because that's just life. And a lot of times, like, we don't let our we don't let our kids or our, 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 the young people, we we don't expect them to take them steps. And a lot of times we expect them to come out like perfect and already be on a level that we're on and we don't let them like grow through it. Like our kids don't get to be mm-hmm. kids that long. No, mm-hmm. they don't. Because the world not going to let them right. be kids long. Because their mistakes will be magnified. Yeah, I, They'll be magnified times 50. Parents don't let them be kids long either. Oh, and when I it comes to sports kid. and extracurricular activities and all that, parents don't let their kids be kids. Not I mean, I would love for my kid to be a kid, but it's just the world don't function like that. So I got to give you some lessons fast because all, all you got to do is be a little white teenager and say "nigga, nigga, nigga" on the video and let Snapchat grab it and what? somebody hit the record button and take your video. Now you viral. Somebody not identified you from your high school follows you for the rest of your life. Game over. Yep. Game, yeah. game, over. so I gotta teach you early so that when you 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 when you get a certain age, you know, okay, I gotta conduct myself because I know moving forward, all of this is gonna follow me. Like technology is gonna ruin a lot of people's lives right now. Man. Yeah. See, that's what scared me, man. Because I think I'd be dead. Like, if I saw you fucking up, I'd be like, hold up, he's gonna figure it out. Like, game time. That's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be that dad. I was like, he gonna figure it out. I sit wait to the very last minute because I want lessons to be learned through experience. I want there to be a lot of lessons learned through experience. Yeah. I want you exp- that concrete. Yeah, I want yeah. yeah, I want you to experience every facet of life. I don't want to cheat you out of lessons because sometimes you can cheat people out of lessons. Sometimes the best. Best lessons have to be learned by bumping your head. Struggle less. Yes, and and once I see it happen, yeah, I'll probably be a consoling dad and be like, okay, well, you know, we can, I can tell you do it, I can help you out. But why it's going on? I want to watch it. I want to see what you do. Because hmm. I think, I right, matter of fact, I know that's, that's some lab rat shit, right there. No, no, I know. I, I know like, now, Junior, where do you think you went wrong? Like, right. Right. Like, where you, where, where you think you went wrong? I know I raised you better. I have faith. You can't. You came to a fork in the road. Now, right. tell, me, tell me what made you go left. You right, know, yeah. you know, you should have yeah. go right now. You know, yeah. now you should have went right. But what made you go left? Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. And I think that's that 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 would probably be me, which would probably that's a relationship right there. Yeah, that's well, I'm, a, I'm yeah. teaching that's that now. That's how I probably would case die. in point. Oh, I know I'm teaching that. Case in point, my my seven year old. We riding. I had a a bag, a little ziploc bag of candy back there. I say, knowing that he would go in it. Put him to the test. Put the candy back there. He didn't touch the first ride. Second ride, he didn't touch it. Third ride. Hey, hey what you back there chewing on? Nothing. I'm going to ask you again, what you back there chewing on? You lying to me? Yes, sir. Why would you lie to me? <laughs> I can smell it. That's that fork in the road you were just talking about. Okay, now I get to teach this lesson. You know you ate the candy. And you knew you wasn't supposed to. It could have been something bad in there. Mm-hmm. And I told you not to touch it. Why didn't you just ask me and allow me to make that decision for you? Just exactly what Rob was saying. That, it, those lessons start very early. Bruh, my baby out there playing basketball. She hit the flow. I look at her mom. Nah. You going out there? <laughs> oh, she going to get up. Mm-hmm. I think that's... I mean, you, you got to... You got to 
I want her to have that moment where she look around and ain't nobody there. Yeah. And then what do you do when ain't nobody there? Mm. Do you get up and proceed? Like sometimes you can hinder them, you know, because I, I, my littlest one, my six-year-old, I mean, she can she can be the fail down on the playground at school at 11 o'clock. I mean, when her mama walk in the house at 6.30, she going to break out crying like a jet. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Get that I mean, Oscar. Get yeah. that young Oscar. Oh, oh, she, 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 what they call her, uh, Ergot, whatever yeah. it is. The Emmy, the Grammy, the Tony. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the EGOT. Yeah. yeah, she get an EGOT. I mean, so, I mean, you, you, you have to let them hit that concrete and, you know, I know some folk who put the Tempur-Pedic down there mm-hmm. and let the kid land yeah. on the Tempur-Pedic. And I'm like, hey, are you doing the cheating them when you're dead and gone? Now, when you're dead and gone, this world this world ain't going to treat them the way you're going to treat them. It's going to grab hold of I know some grown folk ain't never hit the concrete. Yep. I know grown folk ain't never hit the concrete. Trust me, baby. Man, when the mama dead, they going to die. They going to die with them. It's going to be some million-dollar baby when they die. Let me tell you something. Uh... The median black wealth, the median wealth for black families, I think right now, might be twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Savings, twelve thousand. We came up three. Yeah. We were nine. We and, came uh, Barack Obama gave us three. And most, and what's keeping it that high is baby boomers. Baby boomers are about to die. Mm-hmm. Ain't long, they gone. That's most of the black wealth. In the United States, baby boomers. They're taking care of the kids, taking care of the kids' kids. Once that happens, a lot of these people on the internet was fake balling and stuff and all that. <laughs> Matter of fact, once that happens, the median black wealth probably will be the negative. Probably negative five. That's why I think that nope. prime America and all yeah. the insurance is a good move now. Cause right. Yeah, like right. when we were doing that, black folk. Are more insured per ratio than white folk. White folk is sixty seven percent. Black folk is seventy five. But the the shit is, we just got them junk policies. We got just enough to get you in the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been spent twenty nine thousand dollars over the course of your last twenty five years on earth, yep. but you don't get you you get a fraction of that. You get eight thousand dollars. I mean, it's your burial benefit. Thirteen. Yeah, just enough to put you in the ground and pay off that rental high. <laughs> I mean, so what they doing now with these with these seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar payout, these million and a half sure you payout got something left. for you dropping these? I mean, I, I might pay about a hundred fifty a month for for a million and a quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 setting your kids up. Yeah. I had a partner, man. When his daddy died, I mean, everybody got broke out. Everybody got yeah. over a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, kids, you're in that's, that's life changing money. That's life changing money. That's I can go to school and I ain't got to work a part time job while I'm in school. I can mm-hmm. really dedicate myself. It be small stuff. Yeah, them, small them, stuff. That's the little bit of stuff. That's a little bit of stuff, man. These uh, but once these boomers leave, we're in trouble. <laughs> Better get your we plan, are baby. In trouble. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, man. Snow be a starter, fifty five hundred. You better right. get your what? One. I know cats who are hundred thousand ers and ain't doing nothing with, with it. Two trucks. And ain't doing a thing with it. Private party, two seventy five. Book, oh. book your seven of them in a weekend. Oh yeah. Start to add it up. Mm-hmm. McDonald's said they can't give you but seven eight an hour. Start doing that math. Yep. And get used to having a job and a hustle or two or three. Or two or three. Yeah, that's gonna be the case now. You know, that's that's that's, that's the norm for and me. And make your hustle your job when your what when your job costing your hustle. Hmm. Right. 
Hmm. You said something then. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while, you know. Yeah, I yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I did that be I was, I was personal training at the gym, man, and I just started graphic designing. And it got to a point after about nine months, I'm like, shit, I hate to go to work. <laughs> and then I figured out my job is costing my hustle. My hustle. So I, I got just, I got to flip it around, vice versa. I, I was just telling you about that, man. I, when we was out there, like, I do not want to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go to work tomorrow. But he want to go to work. Yeah. The number got to be right. Right. So uh, that's the trick, man. That's the game changer. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the roundtable. We would like to thank everyone for tuning back into the podcast. We appreciate you guys for listening. Without you, there would be no us. And without us, we would have no you, the members of the boardroom, the ones who make it happen, the ones who click that Podbean link religiously every Friday, who share it out to thousands, to the hundreds of thousands, to the eleven teens of you Hmm. who listen Loyally, we thank you. Before we get out of here, closing statements around the table. Percy. Uh, it's been a long time. Hate we left you. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but uh, man, look, it's sometimes hard to get in this studio through the hustle and the bustle of the day. We're going to take it on the road, though, a little bit more. Yeah. The road show was good last time. Yeah, it's sometimes hard to get here, but once I'm here, man, I am very excited. At home. Yeah. And I appreciate everybody who listens. And like every time I would look at the Facebook page, it would be like, one new life or something right. like that. And it's just like, I'm like, wow. These, Organic, man. These folks Work. are waiting on us to give them something. <laughs> yeah, but, you bro. know, everybody got their own career. We have to do other things, too. So We're going to make it work, though. Please bear with us, and we're going to try to make sure we get y'all some interesting stuff. Rob, what you got? Man, we, we we came back like it was week 13. We just came off a bat. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we weren't rushed at all. We just, yeah. we just need to go we home and right babies and get right yeah. back at it. <laughs> So yeah, uh, man, find you some money, man. Find you some money somewhere. Damn. Don't worry about what, who doing what. Don't draw your inspiration from nobody else. Figure out what you love to do, what you're passionate about. Figure out how to monetize it, and get you some bread, man. And quit letting these people control the ceiling that's on top of your head and telling you what you can make. I mean, you got unlimited potential. You got mm. untapped talent. Get out here and do something with yourself, man. And, I mean, if you're working a 9 to 5, your dreams start at 5.15. So work on them dreams at 5.15. Right. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Eddie Wright, joined by the Unusual Suspects. And I like to say make sure you have a conversation. Have a like-minded individuals. Make sure you have a great meaningful conversations with your queens, your kings, your princes and princesses. Uh, Let's keep our kids and our community close to our hearts. And always remember, iron sharpens iron. We are out.